Well, hi there. Welcome to Radio Free Oz, the daily podcast here. It's um, Friday, September 2nd, 2011, and finally the Republicans are showing their real face. Conservative columnist Matthew Vadam, Vadum, Doom, is just going to come right out and say it. Some we've all thought about for a long time. Registering the poor to vote is un-American and like handing out burglary tools to criminals. Uh Uh-huh, these guys have come out of the closet. It is profoundly antisocial, he says, and un-American to empower the unproductive segments of the population to destroy the country which is precisely why Barack Obama zealously supports registering welfare recipients to vote. Vadam, the author of a book published by WorldNet Daily that attacks the now-defunct community organizing group ACORN, writes a column for American Thinker. Well, I guess he's an American, but Thinker is in doubt. Quote, encouraging those who burden society to participate in elections isn't about helping the poor. It's about helping the poor to help themselves to others' money. It's about raw so-called social justice. It's about moving America ever farther away from the small government ideals of the founding fathers. So there we go. He's saying it like it is. All of this make it hard for people to vote, to use their voter IDs, and the the whole jump on ACORN and all this wasn't to purify uh, and legitimize the voting process. It was to keep the unproductive segments of society from voting. Let's keep those burglary tools out of the hands of the burglars. You don't think there's a lot of people on the right who feel just like this? Well, then, my dear listener... Everything you know is wrong. Now this one is just too juicy to believe. Arizona Republicans are fundraising by raffling off a Glock pistol, the same brand of gun used to shoot Gabrielle Giffords just eight months ago. On August 26, the Pima County Republican Party sent out an online newsletter that described the raffle as part of an initiative to raise money for get-out-the-vote efforts, according to the Huffington Post. Quote, Get yourself a new Glock 2340 caliber handgun for just 10 bucks if your name is drawn. That's right, for just $10, this gun could be yours, reads the advertisements. 125 tickets will be sold. Giffords was shot in the head on January 8, 2011 in Pima County. 19 others were shot, of whom six were killed. Giffords returned to Congress at the beginning of this month to vote on raising the debt ceiling, sparking a bipartisan standing ovation. Quote, I think it shows a stunning lack of judgment and decency at a time like this when the community is still grieving and healing over the events of January 8th, said Jeff Rogers, chairman of the Pima County Democratic Party. Raffles are fine, but how about an iPad or a bag of golf clubs? If you want to honor the Second Amendment, why not raffle off a shotgun or a hunting rifle? Good, we can go after her next time with a shotgun or a hunting rifle. It's more difficult, but it's more sporting. The Pima County Republican Party has not responded to a request for comment. You surprised? The model of gun being raffled off is not the same as the one used during the shooting. The Glock being raffled by the Republican group is a Glock 23, and the assassin used a Glock 19. The Glock 23 is designed to hold more powerful ammunition than the Glock 19. Oh, he should have upgraded. Sales of Glocks rose in the immediate aftermath of Gifford shooting. It's all those damn collectors. Okay, I got a cop to it. I am a Steven Seagal 
fan. I say fan because I find the man so outrageous that I can't, from time to time, stop looking at him. His films are <laughs> incredible. This is the pool boy that was discovered by a creative artists and turned into a movie star. What an odd man. I've collected all kinds of fabulous Steven Seagal stories, but this is perhaps the best. Maybe I've come to the end of my weird fanship. Actor and lawman Steven Seagal is being sued for conducting a raid on an Arizona man's home alongside deputies of Sheriff Joe Arpaio, you remember him, which allegedly resulted in the accidental death of the man's puppy. Oh, a puppy. Jesus Sanchez Yovera is asking $100,000 in damages and a public apology from Segal and Maricopa County Sheriff's Department because they conducted an unfounded raid on his home in March that involved driving a tank through Yovera's front gate. The raid was taped for an episode of Segal's A&E reality show, Steven Segal, Lawman and was conducted as a result of allegations that Yovera was involved in cockfighting. Earlier in the year, Phoenix police investigated Yovera due to what they said was his role in a kidnapping scheme related to a lost $5 million drug shipment, which led officers to break down his door in February. The Phoenix kidnapping investigation lost steam, and detectives turned the animal cruelty aspects of the case over to the sheriff's deputies, who themselves broke down Yovera's door a month later. The cockfighting case is pending. The raid was ostensibly to prevent the alleged animal cruelty, though unfortunately the resultant gunfire killed Yovera's 11-month-year-old dog and over 100 of his roosters, the Hollywood Reporter reports. Segal has teamed up with infamous Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio. He did it last November along with Lou Ferragano of Hulk fame to help Arpaio on his crusade against illegal immigration. This is too bizarre. I'm going to have to kick back with a crud light. Crud light. The beer that's watered down upstream where the fish don't swim and the sun don't shine. At the end of another long, long day of working down in the dumps, time to pick yourself up and take yourself home for another one-nighter with a six-pack of crud light. Party on, partner, until the crud runs out or your liver shuts down. Crud Light is a deniable byproduct of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab Colorado. Well, if things weren't bad enough, we've got something else to worry about. Space junk. You won't see this on space tourism brochures. None of those have been sent to me recently. A report by the National Research Council says space debris has reached a tipping point. It's crashing into other debris, creating dangerous levels of orbiting fragments. There are 22,000 pieces of debris orbiting the Earth that are large enough to be tracked from the ground and many more similar objects, some of which fly at 17,500 miles per hour. Orbiting debris could pose a risk to satellites and astronauts. The report refers to a study by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency that proposes nets and umbrella-shaped devices that would sweep up debris. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, no. Space junk. Well... The symbolism of today's payrolls report is zero, which would be bad enough even if it wasn't coming out in advance of Labor Day. There's a pattern here. No matter how bad Wall Street thinks the employment report is going to be, it always seems to be worse. There's less light at the end of that tunnel than they can imagine. 
It's increasingly looking as though the government is utterly incapable of creating jobs, but is actually pretty effective at destroying them. It's doing so in a direct, literal way. There were 17,000 fewer government employees in August than there were the previous month. Deficit cut, cut, cuts. And local government has lost more than half a million jobs since September 2008. There can't be much doubt that a significant part of the job weakness is a function of the anger and uncertainty caused by the utter dysfunction of the legislative branch of government. Hiring and firing decisions, of course, happen slowly, and they often happen after the summer. The job situation, which is always cyclical, now seems to be in a downturn rather than an upturn, which raises the prospect of a negative payrolls figure in September and further gruesome news over most of the 2012 election year. You can call this a double dip if you like, or you can view it as a kind of aftershock of the financial crisis, or both. Either way, the economy is clearly now below its stall speed. Below stall speed. We are in a decline. And if we don't access the mechanisms necessary to get it moving again, this is going to make for poisonous politics, Washington gridlock, and untold human misery among millions of new and long-term unemployed across the land. Happy Labor Day, people. But hey... We're going to get through this together. I promise you. Just when things look darkest, you have to say to yourself that everything you know is wrong. This podcast may produce side effects including but not limited to explosive diarrhea, migraine headaches, a sudden urge to pee, a lack of interest in the fact that you just peed yourself, the conditions known simply as sausage fingers and or small feet, nausea, uncontrollable rage, a solid disdain for posters with kittens on them, erectile dysfunction followed by erectile overfunctioning, bloating, cotton mouth, triskaidekaphobia, jock itch, and mild jaundice. If you experience any of these symptoms for more than four hours, please consult a physician and trust us when we say that we are not legally experienced or obligated to give you this warning. Please read instructions before using or selling this product around small children as it could affect their grade point average. Our lawyers tell us that we are not aware of any evidence supporting the effectiveness of the information used in the integration of any actual marketing campaign in existence. Please do not use in the shower or while sleeping and remember that shin pads cannot protect any part of the body that they do not cover. This product is for indoor or outdoor use only and is void where prohibited. This podcast is shown here actual size and your mileage may vary.